If we turn back the clock on our species thousands of years, then we would be witness to a world of hunter-gatherers. These hunter-gatherers spent a good portion of their energy hunting and gathering. Go figure. This way of life limited the amount of things our ancient ancestors were able to do. It's kind of hard to build structures, share knowledge and ideas, and make discoveries when you're busy making sure your belly is full. It also didn't help that our ancestors were nomadic. Being on the move made all these things more difficult as well. We're currently spoiled in that the collective knowledge of our species currently fits in the palm of our hands. But I'm sure you can imagine the difficulty with lugging around textbooks made of stone while you're trying to escape the clutches of a saber-toothed tiger. And although there were many reasons why agriculture came about, we like to think the main reason was to cure the exhaustion that followed a long pursuit by a saber-toothed tiger while clutching a stonework copy of the world's collection of knowledge at the time. Cue the music, Carlos. Welcome to Viable Underdogs, where we try and teach you some cool stuff and hopefully encourage everyone to become a bit more sustainable. My name is John, the ever-magnificent Carlos is with me as well. This is episode number 11. Today we're talking about deforestation. We've got some good news and more bad news to share. So, back to our history lesson. Modern agriculture came about around 5,000 years ago which is also about the same time as modern civilization. The reason being is that agriculture is the backbone of civilization. This becomes apparent when analyzing ancient civilizations. The largest and most successful ones were typically built around large, slow rivers and water systems. This slower moving water made it easier to use for agriculture purposes such as irrigation. The Tigris and Euphrates allowed the Mesopotamians to thrive around 5,000 years ago just like the ancient Egyptians depended on the Nile. Clearly, agriculture was important, and us humans, we're really good at agriculture. So good, in fact, that we've accomplished in achieving a global population that would most likely be impossible without it. As good as agriculture is, it didn't exactly come with an instruction book. We had to figure things out on our own, and sometimes we make mistakes. Poor agricultural practices led to the Dust Bowl partially responsible for the Great Depression in the 1930s. Afterwards, new and better agricultural practices were implemented to prevent this from happening again. Currently, there's still some things being done that are quite unsustainable in agriculture and food production. There's also a lot to this topic, so we'll have to cover it more in later episodes, but today we want to focus on deforestation. According to the World Bank, the world has lost about 1.3 million square kilometers since 1990. For perspective, that's an area larger than South Africa. Deforestation is an important topic when we talk about sustainability. A large percentage of the world depends on the plant life and animals from forests as their main source of food. The world is already facing a water crisis in many areas and deforestation will only accelerate and compound this problem. Deforestation is also directly and indirectly responsible for the endangerment and extinction of many plant and animal life. And even for those who may not be overly concerned with this plant and animal life, it does have tremendous impact on factors essential to our civilization. One of which being our ability to produce food. Trees and forests also play a critical role in the removal of greenhouse gases, 
This means that deforestation is also compounding and accelerating the problems associated with climate change. On that note, we're going to hit you with some pretty good news, followed by darker, bleaker, bad news. Because life's all about balance, right? Okay, so the good news. Last month, uh, February 2019, in case you're listening to this episode in the future, hello from the past! Last month, NASA released the result of a survey that shows the Earth has become greener over the last two decades. And we're not talking about the metaphorical greener that relates to sustainability. We're still slowly pounding our world into a coma, as Cable would say. When we mean greener, we mean more plants and trees. More specifically, in India and China. These two countries are in fact leading the world in tree planting and agriculture programs resulting in a slightly more sustainable and greener planet. A research scientist at NASA, Rama Namani, put it nicely when he said, once people realize there's a problem, they tend to fix it. This should provide hope that we do in fact have the ability to fix our planet and become more sustainable. And on that note, here's the bad news. None of what we just told you about is enough to offset the damage to rainforests in countries like Indonesia and Brazil. So in a nutshell, what we're trying to say is the problem of deforestation is far from solved. One often suggested solution to deforestation is for consumers to boycott products that are associated with it. Here's just one example. In Southeast Asia, large areas of rainforests are clear-cut to make room for palm oil plantations. And if you don't know, Palm oil is the most widely used vegetable oil on the planet. It's used in a large variety of food products, which include pizza, cookies, ice cream, and hazelnut spread. It's also used in many household goods like detergents and cosmetics, including lipstick, soap, and laundry detergents. And the world's demand for palm oil keeps growing, resulting in more clear-cutting of valuable rainforests to make more room for palm oil. And that's the reason that boycotting products that use palm oil is often suggested. So is fixing the planet as easy as giving up on the delicious hazelnut spread Nutella? Probably not. Palm oil crops yield more oil than common alternatives, such as soybeans. So if we as consumers decided to boycott all products containing palm oil, the manufacturers of these products would likely just switch to a less efficient alternative resulting in more sustainability problems. It's not palm oil itself that's the problem. It's the way we currently produce it that's unsustainable. That's the reason businesses involved in palm oil took it upon themselves to create the Round Table on Sustainable Palm Oil, or RSPO. It's basically an effort for businesses to utilize more sustainable palm oil. You can look for the RSPO label, or green palm label, on the products. However, for the sake of transparency, it should be noted that it's been suggested that some of the companies involved in the RSPO have simply been greenwashing. Which basically means they slap on a green label on their product when they have changed very little in how they produce their products. And we'll make sure to cover greenwashing soon because it's an unfortunate detour on the world's path towards global sustainability. But hey, baby steps, right? Thanks for listening. As always, please share and forward this podcast. The first step towards realistic sustainability is in knowledge and discussion. And this can't happen without everyone's input. 
please send any questions, comments, or Sabretooth Tigers to viableunderdogs at gmail.com. Our intro music is composed by Mark Kronowski and the music currently playing by Jonathan Atkinson. We intend to get a website up and running in the near future. Until then, you can check out more about the report we mentioned on NASA's website at www.nasa.gov. And you can also learn more about products that contain palm oil at www.worldwildlife.org.